his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Sometimes you need a change of pace. That includes your finances. Get smart with your budgeting with financial tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's trusted experts will set future you up for success by untangling today's web of financial misinformation. Learn about smart investing strategies, tax planning pointers, and travel tips to save on a fun family getaway. Maybe somewhere tropical? Spring ahead for smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. The Chris and Amy Show, sponsored by Summer at SLU. Find your kids' best summer yet at St. Louis University. The following is a special KMOX sports presentation. From Bush Stadium and Ballpark Village, it's the 27th Annual Cardinals Care Winter Warm-Up. Now, live from Cardinals Nation Restaurant, here are Chris Ranji and Tom Ackerman. Welcome back. Cardinals winter warm-up coverage from Ballpark Village. Tom Ackerman back on KMOX. Welcome back, Lance Lynn. Good to have you back at Bush Stadium and in St. Louis. How are you? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. Did you ever think that this could happen? Did you ever envision that you could circle back and rejoin the St. Louis Cardinals? Uh, no, to be honest with you. you once you uh, once you go somewhere and you start going to new places, you obviously don't know where the game's going to take you, but... You know, uh, you don't see yourself going back to a place or all that. You know, you enjoy them. Um, you know, I've had a lot of good stops, and this is obviously one of them. But it uh, worked out, and, you know, I'm excited to be here. Let's revisit the journey since then. So 2017 was your final year with the club, and you became a free agent, and off you went. What were some of the highlights of that journey through those teams? Uh, you know, I got to I got to play at a, a couple different places and, and play with a lot of different guys. So, for me, it was uh, highlights is in this game is creating relationships, friendships with people. Um, you know, I was able to you know make the playoffs a couple times with a couple different other teams. So, you know, having those uh, abilities to you know go to new surroundings and, and still have success was fun. So, you know, I learned a lot while I was gone, and you know, met a lot of people that taught me a lot of new things. And you know, I you know it turned out better for me. You've had many opportunities in your career where you were the guy. I mean, if you weren't number one, you were number two in a rotation. What was that like? And it happened here, too. I mean, I would say in 2017, you know, you were one of the leaders of that rotation. What was that like to be able to to do that? Uh, you know, it's fun. Uh, the good thing is when I was younger uh, here, I had a lot of people I could look up to that taught me a lot of things. So uh, when you start going around, you're able to take certain things from different people. Uh, I was able to go to New York and, and pitch with CC Sabathia. So, you know, you start start bouncing around, you start meeting new people and things like that. It helps you along the way. And I was able to take a little bit from everybody. And when you have those abilities, it's you can also help people as you go too. So it's been a fun journey. One of the things I missed, aside from your pitching, and these interviews, of course, and your interviews with my buddy Jim Hayes, was your emotion. Uh, when I, I'll admit, when I saw you pitching for another team and I saw you, you know, barking into your glove or barking on your way to the dugout, I'm like, man, I kind of miss that. I mean, I miss that Lance Lynn. I think we kind of need that here. Where does that come from, Lance? I mean, I know that, that you are a competitor. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, from a young age, I, I, you know, I didn't like to lose. I had an older brother that uh, really made me understand when I lost and made me feel it. So uh, it kind of stuck with me. Um, you know, when you're younger and, you, and you, you do some of those things, you have a bad attitude or you're a loose cannon, and then you get older, you start having success, and then you're you know, a warrior, a bulldog, or, or things like that. So uh, early on in my career, I had to fight some of the, uh, you know, some of the notions that I was a, had a bad attitude. Um, and along the way, I was able to find myself and, and know what I'm about. I'm about competing and leaving it all out on the field, and that's how I have to do it. Um, I don't like to keep anything pinned up. So when I look at myself in the mirror after a game, I like to know I left it all out there, and that's how i got to do it. What is the 2024 Lance Lynn lined up to do here? Do you feel like you have something to prove to everybody? I think in this game, you always feel like you have something to prove, um, and you're always after something. Um, if you feel like you don't, then you, you're kind of, you know, you're just kind of going through the motions. Um, in my opinion, I'm going to be 37 years old, so I want to show that I still got it. Uh, I still got a lot of, a lot left in the tank, but I also, you know, um, for me, it's about winning um, and to be able to come back here and, and take a team to the playoffs. That's what it'll be. That'd be ideal for me. So. Uh, that's the number one thing. Uh, prove people that I still got it, but prove people that uh, I can be a part of a winner too. I talked to Ali right after the deal for you, and he said, I think we've identified, he goes, I don't think, we have identified something that we think that we can help Lance with. And he said, quite honestly, Lance has also identified something. I don't want you to give away any scouting reports necessarily, but what can you say about that? I think uh, in this game, you, you always try to develop and you always try to get better. I think during that process, I, I got a little bit away from who I was and what made me successful over the years. And I uh, kind of gotten a little bit of a bad habit on certain things. So we were able to identify the things that were causing the bad habits that were getting me out of uh, certain things that I needed to do to be who I am. Um, by also doing all that, you get a little trial and error and you, and you learn some things too along the way. So uh, we were able to you know, identify the, the negatives that were last year. And then you know, there, was a, there was a weird part about it. There was a lot of positives too with strikeouts and, and things of that nature. So I'm still able to strike people out. I'm still able to make my starts and still able to throw a lot of innings. Now it's just getting rid of some of the uh, things that were negative last year and we were able to identify those. Does the park make a difference? Do you feel comfortable here? Does this play to your strengths? I haven't pitched in this park since 2017, but I, you know, I think ballparks do make the difference. But it's not something you think about, or that's something that uh, you go into a ballpark uh, worrying about. I remember, you know, back in the day, Cincinnati and, and Milwaukee were always supposedly hitters' parks and all that. But I enjoyed pitching at both of them. So, um, you know. I'm comfortable in the central. I know the ballparks. I know the cities. I know everything that uh, is expected. And maybe, uh, you know, hopefully, I can uh, jump right back into that comfort zone and pitch well. Just a couple of quick things left. Let's face it. Wilson Contreras was hated here. I mean, <laughs> he was not a well liked. But what is what is it like to have him as your catcher now? Oh, uh, you know, it's nice. We've uh, reached out a little bit. We were able to talk, uh, go over some things. Obviously, a guy that you played against and then you hate, you obviously know that they're a good player. Uh, usually, the, the good ones are the guys that uh, have a lot of uh, enthusiasm and things like that to win and, and to make sure that they know you're winning. Those are the teams that are players that other teams hate. Um, so. I'm looking forward to you know, being his teammate. Uh, the guy plays with passion. He wants to win, and, and he cares about winning and cares about his teammates um, from everything I've heard and just getting to know him a little bit. So um, I'm looking forward to it. And, uh, you know, in this game, you see it a lot where guys are hated and then they come over and everybody loves them. So, you know, you, you want to be hated by the other team because that means you're doing your job and you're making them miserable playing against you, and that's what it's all about. 
You know, I remember talking to you at the World Series Parade in 2011. Isn't that something to think about, how that career has taken off and when Tony La Russa and staff gave you that opportunity to be a world champion? Yeah, no, that was awesome. You, you know, your rookie year, you jump into a situation like that, you get put in some, you know, primetime innings and, and some crunch time things. And, you know, I had some success. I also had some failures, but it's also uh, something that I was able to jumpstart my career and made me realize what I was capable of. And, you know, now look at me today, what, 12 years later, 13 years later, I'm still doing it. So, uh, as of right now, I think I'm the, that's the only active guy from that team that that still that's on a team right now. So, uh, you know, you you love those things, you cherish those moments, but you also those are the things that help you push your career along. That's right. You and Contreras are world champs. <laughs> uh, last thing, this was a factor, wasn't it? The fact that you are back home. I don't know if everyone knows this, but that you make your home in Southern Illinois. Yeah, uh, that, that had a lot to do with it. You know, I had kids in school and stuff like that. Some of the things that you have to deal with the older you get and the longer you play, you have to start making uh, uh, sacrifices to make sure the family's where they need to be and all that. But um, when you get a chance to come back where it's all started, um, try to make a playoff run, maybe try to make another World Series, you know, that's what it's all about. Uh, you know, it'd be nice to, to win another one here uh, like I did early on in my career, and that's why you play the game. Can't wait to see you down at Jupiter. Looking forward to it. Congratulations on getting back with the Cardinals. I appreciate it. I'm looking forward to Jupiter, too. This cold front's not it. <laughs> I hear you, man. Lance Lynn with us on KMOX. We'll be back right after this. The following is a special KMOX sports presentation. From Bush Stadium in Ballpark Village, it's the 27th Annual Cardinals Care Winter Warm-Up. Now, live from Cardinals Nation Restaurant, here are Chris Ronji and Tom Ackerman. Welcome back, Cardinals Winter Warm-Up, Ballpark Village, final day, and we're joined by Cardinals. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to level up your financial game? Let NerdWallet guide you with smart strategies for lasting success. Get savvy tax planning pointers to maximize your savings, money-saving travel tips for your next family getaway, and investing insights like how a 529 plan can help you send your kids to college. Unlock the key to saving to help you earn more money. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you in 2024. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts reliever Ryan Helsley who is in town in these freezing temperatures to talk to the fans sign some autographs how you doing doing well happy to be here good to have you back and good to have you back healthy how you feeling feel great you know it's been a good offseason uh, it's been a fun one uh, going by fast like they always do but excited to get back out there how did you feel like you finished 
2023 personally? Yeah, I think I finished really well. You know, um, started off a little, you know, hit or miss throughout the first part of the season and then come back, you know, the last month or so and then, you know, thought I pitched really well and uh, kind of hit the ground running. I felt like that was a big deal that you missed a good portion of the season for this team. You missed 70 games. Um, what was that? Obviously, it's frustrating, but what was the process like to get yourself back as the season is going? Yeah, it's tough. You know, I think sometimes, you know, when you're hurt, you try to come back too quick and then you possibly might miss the rest of the season. So, you know, I wanted to make sure when I was coming back, I was going to be healthy and, you know, ready to go the rest of the way. So um, I think that was big for me. And then, you know, just finishing strong, going to the offseason, having a regular offseason was big. How does that offseason work? So do you shut yourself down for a little while? No throw for a while, right? Yeah, no throw for a few weeks. And then uh, I started a little earlier this year, just to get myself along our on-ramp and um, just try to build up more volume and, you know, really go into detail about my long toss program and just make sure I'm feeling good when spring comes around. Where do you spend your off-season? Uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. And you like it there. Tulsa's a good town. Yeah. Tulsa's downtown is actually growing quite well, and you're from Oklahoma. Yeah, I'm from Tahlequah. I moved to Tulsa this year. Um, it's great. You know, we've got a few other uh, professional baseball guys up there, so... It's fun. It's been it's been a nice uh, new home for us. Uh, some Cardinals fans over there. We got a little Cardinal country over there. Do you get recognized uh, in the off season? I haven't yet. I honestly don't get out too much besides uh, working out. Um, you know, got a little girl at home, so try to spend as much time with her as I can in the off season. Oh, that's awesome. Nothing like being a dad. What's that like? Oh, it's so much fun, man. Just seeing her grow, you know, every day, and you know, they change so much early on, and just starting to pick up words and have conversations with you. It's been a fun time. It gets better and better and better. My girls are 17 and 13, but yeah. When when they start to actually communicate and have those conversations, that is incredible. And then they'll start to realize what dad does for a living, and that's even more fun. That'll be a great next step. For sure. It's, uh, it's fun having her here, and, you know, and hopefully – you know, I'll be doing this long enough. She'll be able to run out there and, you know, remember this when she gets older. Um, so that'll be a cool memory. And then you head down to Florida. How soon after all of this? Uh, probably the first week of February. Um, haven't nailed down exact dates yet, but definitely show up like a week before report date and stuff like that. Can you describe learning the, where you are now, getting to the position of being a reliever? We'll talk about actual closer in a, in a moment, but just the consistency that you have to have at this level how do you get to that point it's a lot it's a road yeah for sure i mean i think it's a lot of you know trial and error and just uh you know going out there and failing some you know you got to see what you're capable of you know i remember when i debuted i told myself i just wanted to leave it all out there you know and if i wasn't good enough then that was okay you know but uh i think you know you have to be okay with failing in this game and you know be be willing to learn and get better we always talk about how you hit the radar gun and your triple digits and all that stuff but it is about location, isn't it? Location is so key. For sure. I mean, these, these guys are, you know, the best in the world, all these hitters, and they can hit a fastball, and it doesn't matter how hard it is, you know. And, um, you know, you got to be ahead in the count, and, you know, you got to be able to locate, like you said. What about your role going to closer? And when you have that, take me into that ninth inning, gate opens, you come out. What are you feeling there? The place goes dark, those red lights. Is it a shot of adrenaline? Yeah, for sure, you know, and um, it's always fun, you know, to hear kind of the, the roar of the crowd right there when the lights go out. And um, it's, it's hard to replicate that, you know, so like the first few times, you know, it might hit you a little harder throughout the season. So, you know, definitely trying to control those little emotions when you come out, you know, because you can get a little too high sometimes out there. So it's, you know, you got to be able to manage that and, um, you know, harness it and control it. I totally get that. And that first conversation you have with your catcher, you know, you kind of go through a few things. He's been out there all day. You're coming in fresh. 
and then do you block out you just mentioned you kind of try to harness it but do you block out the outside when you're at home do you embrace it how do you deal with that yeah for sure you know i think you got to be able to bring your concentration down and only think about one thing at a time you know if you're if your mind's wandering out there on the mound you know it can really speed up especially with the pitch clock now you know you feel like you have multiple things trying to get you going now so i mean it's really important to be able to to lock it in and focus on your task that's interesting morgan sword who at Major League Baseball's level was the person who eventually implemented those rules, said that the Cardinals had the least amount of pitch clock violations in all of baseball last year, too. It's pretty good. So that tells me you actually dealt with it quite well, and the staff did. Yeah, you know, I I knew coming in it was going to be not a problem, but something to adjust to, you know, and, um, you know, I know me and Gio, they came out with, like, a a stat sheet or something, some of the slowest guys, and I think me and him are both near the bottom, you know, and, you know, I think we did a good job in spring and the staff in spring, you know, helping us you know harness that and work on that and make that a priority and um you know shorten it again this year so hopefully you know it won't be too big of an adjustment what's it like on the road so we just talked about home and that all the cheers and everything what's the difference on the road as a closer yeah it's definitely different you know you you feel like the villain out there you know you're got the home crowd getting into it running out there you know they got their hype up video most of the time and uh, it's a fun spot to be in you know you, you can't replicate it and you don't know what it's like to be out there unless you're in it so i mean just being out there in that moment, you know, it's a lot of fun and it's something I look forward to. The technology today is amazing. I mean, what are you able to learn on a day-to-day basis? All these iPads that are everywhere and everything that you have at your disposal. What do you guys really concentrate on? Yeah, it's, it's important, you know. I mean, it's a great tool to have. And, you know, a lot of it's, you know, what can you throw to get ahead against a guy? What can you throw? You know, to strike him out, you know, versus weak contact. If you're behind in the count, what, what can you throw to get back in the count to limit damage, you know? So there's a whole lot of information that's really key and, and, and volatile, and uh, it, it's nice to have. And, you know, I think we've done a good job the last couple of years of kind of getting more into that and guys being able to understand it, you know, because that's half, half the battle, being able to understand it and know how to apply it. So it's been, it's been fun, and it's, uh, it's nice to always have that, you know, right in front of your face right before you go out there. You have a veteran catcher and a young catcher, both big guys, big targets, uh, Contreras and Herrera. Tell me about them and who you'll be throwing to this year. Yeah, um, looking forward to Contreras, man. He, he's, a, he's a beast back there. He's, he did a great job for us last year, and I know he started off not how he wanted to, and, you know, there was that issue and everything, but, you know, I think he, I think he's a great catcher, a great talent, obviously, and, you know, he, he's a leader for us, and, you know, look forward to having him back there every day. And Ivan's got all the talent in the world, too. You know, he, he hits really well, getting better at catching. And, you know, I think having Wilson there with him, I think he's going to learn a lot. And I think I think he's going to be really good. And then finally, your bullpen, how it's structured right now as we sit here, who knows? I mean, they may end up adding another arm. But recently added Kittredge, obviously JoJo coming from the left side. I'm leaving out. You mentioned Gio already, but how do you see that right now with that, that group? Yeah, I think it's, you know, very versatile you know we got a lot of guys who've gotten some big outs in their careers back there and um, a lot of guys with experience so I think it's going to be a lot of fun back there this year you know and I know we made some trades and I haven't met any of those guys yet but I know they've they've got pretty good stuff so I think they could help us too and you know you got Libby and um, Thompson too from the left side you could add so I mean there's a lot of ways you can go and I feel like every year in spring in the bullpen you know there's like 12 to 14 guys you're trying to squeeze into eight spots that could that could pitch so it'll be a fun spring you know and i'm looking forward to it really looking forward to seeing a healthy ryan helsley back in jupiter spring training cardinals getting ready for 24 appreciate this time very much thank you yeah thank you we'll be back in just a moment much more coverage coming from the cardinals winter warm-up at ballpark village here on kmox 
Cleveland Ballpark Village. It's the 27th Annual Cardinals Care Winter Warm-Up. Now, live from Cardinals Nation Restaurant, here are Chris Ronji and Tom Ackerman. Yeah, we're broadcasting live from Cardinals Nation. About to wrap up the show here in a little bit, but we're not done yet by any means. We're going to be talking to Wilson Contreras, making his way over from Bush Stadium as we speak. You will hear uh, during the Dave Glover show after 1 o'clock, Daniel Descalso and Dylan Carlson will be joining Glover. That comes up after 1 o'clock. But right now, a conversation with pitcher Jojo Romero here from Winter Warm-Up. All right, JoJo, how is Cardinals winter warm-up for you so far? Cold. Cold. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's awesome. Uh, got to do it for my first time last year, so it was a cool experience. So I was uh, excited to get the opportunity to come again. Yeah, I ask everybody this. What's your favorite part about this? Because it's such a unique thing for fans to be here, for the players to be here, too. Yeah, I think it's just seeing, uh, you know, the excitement for season and especially in, you know, conditions like this where it's very cold, uh, yeah. you know, still seeing a good crowd out here and people, you know, excited for Cardinals baseball and that just gets us fired up and help, helps us get through this last uh, last month before spring training and get ready to go to Florida. What is the coldest game you've ever pitched? Can you remember it? Uh, um, I mean, I think it was single digits. Single digits. Um, wow. Around there, because I, I played in a, I played a year in Reno, Nevada, uh, in college. So we had some games where it was actually snowing while we played. Uh, light snow, but it was still uh, still very cold. But I can't I can't remember off the top of my head, but it was it was cold enough to snow. Yeah, I feel like a Cleveland snow game is like the every year you can count on a game like that for Cleveland. You know, um, so you won't have to deal with weather like this so much. I've had this conversation with a friend of mine who is a a pitcher. And he likes pitching in the cold. I know other guys don't. Do you think it's more beneficial to pitch in colder weather? Does it, is it easier for you, or do you like it when it's warm? I mean, everyone loves it when it's warm. But I think I think if you can tolerate the cold, uh, everyone's already kind of annoyed with it being cold. So hater doesn't want to be in there. You know, no one wants to be in there when it's cold. But I think if you can tolerate it and you can have a good feel for the ball, because that's probably the toughest thing as pitchers. When it's really cold, you know, you don't really have a good feel for the ball. Um, but I think if you can, you know, get over that, I think it's a, an advantage to the pitcher. That was that was the question. Is it an advantage for the pitcher over the hitter? Because if you don't hit it square, it probably hurts. Oh, absolutely, yeah. 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 So um, you're getting ready for this season. What? Uh, how are you feeling, first of all? I know everybody coming in is in the best shape of their life. Um, how are you feeling going into spring training? Yeah, I'm feeling good. Uh, I think the biggest thing for me is uh, – getting stronger um the towards the end of the season i had a little thing with my knee that i just kind of been yep. battling pretty much the whole year but um you know we got a good program in this off season i uh, got a good team that i'm working with uh, out in arizona and uh, just getting my knee feeling good and i think that's allowed me to to work out the way i want to and so i'm making up for months of not being able to lift the way i wanted to and kind of getting that strength back so i'm excited to get to get to that point in spring training once we get there and um, you'll see how everything's feeling. How do you go about doing that? You want to you wanna ramp up as best you can because you feel like you've missed time, but you don't want to go too hard and push yourself and re-injure yourself. Yeah, I think, and I think that's part of, uh, part of gaining the experience that I've, that I've gotten. Uh, being in, you know, in the situation for a couple years now, you know, a couple years in the minors, but uh, I think a younger me, I would just went, you know, everything at it trying to you know ramp up as much as i can trying to push as much weight as i can but you know now understanding how my body works a little bit better and understanding the process a little bit better um i haven't really pushed my foot on the gas as much as i as much as i could 
because I know that, you know, keeping that consistent pace, everything's going to kind of fall into line. And then once I get into spring training, um, you know, I'll be, I know I'll be in a good position and then ramping up from there as well is going to be, you know, pretty easy because, you know, we got all the resources there as well. Yeah, it's interesting talking about that because I know a lot of guys who will, for a couple of different reasons, they'll pitch through anything. They want to be there for their team. They don't want to let anybody down. Um, they don't want to say, hey, I'm, this this doesn't feel right. Do you think that, you know, are, are you able to be honest with your body and if it's telling you something to listen? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that's one of the toughest things in probably anything in sports. I mean, we saw yesterday with, you know, football, uh, yeah. Stafford getting slammed on the ground, and but he, that guy's a competitor. He's going to go out there regardless what everyone tells him. But, um, you know, that's that's just how it is. Uh, but I think there is a, a certain level to where you have to be honest with yourself if you really can't go. I mean, there's that fine line of now you're just kind of, you know, not really putting your team in jeopardy, but you're, um, you know, there, there could be another opportunity that could be uh, someone could have there. So um, I think that's that's the point it got to. I took, took a bad step and just couldn't, I mean, I had trouble even walking, so I knew that was the time where, I can't really walk. I probably can't throw a baseball. So, said something. It was it was the right time to say something, and uh, you know we made some good progress at the end of the season. Unfortunately, couldn't uh, time, time ran out, and so I couldn't play in one of those games. But you know I'm feeling confident as ever that I'll be ready. You know, 100% going into spring training, and uh, excited for the start of the year. What do you want to accomplish during the spring? Uh, I think I think it's just kind of building off of everything I, do- I did in season, not so much results-wise, but the process to where it was day in, day out, the same consistent feel as far as uh, what I'm trying to replicate with my body when I'm on the mound, what I'm trying to feel when I'm off the mound, meaning like in all my workouts, all my movement sessions, like what I'm trying to gain out of it, because that's that's in the long term going to create consistency throughout the year. And when I do, it, it's inevitable that at you know certain point of the year, as a pitcher, you know you're going to find that point your body's starting to get a little tired from traveling just from the length of the season and that's where you start to search for things a little bit and so my goal is for when that time comes everything I kind of built up this offseason and spring training with that consistency and a good feel for my body just kind of rely on that at that point and just kind of keep it rolling. I've been hearing that some guys are inventing or adding new pitches. Uh, there's something called a death ball and a, a kick change. I don't know what those are. Um, do you ever try to, to dabble in something else, adding a pitch to your repertoire? Uh, so I have, I mean, I have my core of what I throw, but I'll always mess around with either multiple different grips of the same pitch. I'll just mess around throwing other stuff because sometimes that leads me to find something like maybe I'm trying to throw a change up, but I'm throwing a weird ghost fork ball or whatever it is and I, c- I come across something that actually feels really comfortable probably not so much the way I threw it but maybe it's like the finger placement of my ring finger or my pinky or you know whatever it is and then so I just kind of like start adding that into what I normally throw and kind of see how that would affect it. The following is a special KMOX sports presentation. From Bush Stadium and Ballpark Village, it's the 27th Annual Cardinals Care Winter Warm-Up. Now, live from Cardinals Nation Restaurant, here are Chris Ronji and Tom Ackerman. They're closing up the show here, and there is no better way to do it, uh, live from Ballpark Village, than to talk with catcher for your St. Louis Cardinals. Wilson Contreras is with us. Yes, Good sir. afternoon, Wilson. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm all right. You said that you were cold 
It's I get you look very cold. This five degrees isn't doing it for you. No, it's not. It's too, it's it's not fair. You played in Chicago, man. You yeah, be... but it's not this cold. It wasn't this cold at, really? in April. <laughs> that's that's true. It probably yeah. never was. So how is uh, how's winter warm up been so far for you? It's been fun. Uh, this is my second year coming uh, to winter warm up. It's nothing but uh, a blast to be here. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's fun. You get to interact with the fans, and and everybody here is generally kind, right? Yes, everybody. Um, even walking on the street, that's being stopping me, asking me how how I'm doing, uh, and 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 wishing me good luck for the 2024 season. You're coming into what is now your second season yep. with the Cardinals. Do, do you feel completely settled now, ready to go? Yes, I feel way better than last year for sure. Last year was the I was anxious a lot, uh, which is normal. It's part of the process. I think uh, I come into into a new organization, new stadium. You don't know what what to expect. But uh, last year was 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 fun for me. Yeah, we did talk about that during winter warm up. You you get the contract. You're coming into a new team. You're essentially replacing a Hall of Famer, yes. a, a, a guy who was a fan favorite here. You said you were anxious. How how long do you think you felt that way throughout the season? Probably uh, from April to June, until June, I was uh, kind of anxious, and then uh, I found myself uh, kind of lost in there because I was trying to put focus in like almost everywhere. Yeah. But then I, I, I simplified things. I, I understood that the assignment that I signed for, and, and I and I take full responsibility for it. Yeah, and that's that was a, a thing in the middle of last year. People were watching and kind of confused as to what was happening, that they were asking you to, you know, change things up a little bit. Yeah. Did did you feel at that time like that was the right thing for you? That you that there was a message there you needed to receive. Um, every I think I think every situation has a learning learning experience. Uh, last year, I'm glad that I went through that. I learned about a lot about myself, a lot about the game in in, in the clubhouse, um, and um, I'm like I said, I'm really glad that I went through that. Um, I simplified things as the the season went on, and then I just tried to be myself. I I was trying uh, before I was trying to hide emotions, trying to be someone that uh, that there wasn't me, and then. For the second season, I told myself, just be you, just be natural, just be a leader, just try to do simple things, and, and good things happen. We talked to Ali uh, about a half hour ago, and he said that he thought you were trying to do too much, you were trying to, to prove yourself. What, is, what does that mean for you? When you're trying to do too much, what does that look like? Uh, for me, it was like, okay, I signed a deal, and I'm going to show you, I'm going to show you why I signed that kind of deal, but then... I was I was I wasn't smart. I wasn't smart because I know and they know what I'm uh, capable to do. Uh, I was just trying to do that kind of thing, but then I was like I was hurting myself, hurting the team, and wasn't helping anybody. So I'm glad that uh, I kind of reflected on myself and 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 find out that I was doing too much. What was it? An offensive thing? Was it a defensive thing, or, or, or all of it? I think it was overall. It was overall defensively. I was just trying to. Uh, do too much, bounce, bouncing around, which it was uh, kind of, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I was just bouncing too much. And then hitting-wise, offensively-wise, I was just trying to do a lot in one at bat. And I was just taking bad at bats and getting out the first pitch or striking out. And then I wasn't, like, having a Wilson Contreras at bat. But um, once after London, 
I was just like, okay, you too good at bats in London. Just keep the same way for the rest of the season, which I was able to, able to do and, 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 and lift my season up. It's, it's interesting because when you try to explain to somebody, um, the person who doesn't play baseball, that doing too much or trying too hard can work against you because the, the thinking is if I try really hard, I'm going to do well. Yes. So how do, you, how do you get yourself out of that? I think uh, when you, you think of doing too much or trying to do a lot or impress anybody, that's going to that's putting pressure on yourself and and nobody knows the work that goes behind the scenes behind that like when i say behind the scenes is meaning off the field um but uh just reflecting myself like I, w I knew i was doing something wrong i knew i was doing putting my focus somewhere else and uh, so i was laying in bed and and was reflecting about the season and as i was looking at my numbers i was hitting 198 i was like What's going on? I was like, and uh, first it was my first season hitting 198 in June, and it was like this got to stop. Just uh, take good advice, be patient, and and simplify things. Which I put it in play, uh, and ev everything changed. That must be a, a really difficult thing. You see that number, and you think, oh my gosh, what what am I doing? Yes, it was it was really hard because as bo as a baseball player, you want to do good, right? But at the same time, I keep I keep my calm up because I knew it was, I had uh, June, July, August, September to do something good, uh, and that's why I keep my cool. I was keeping my myself calm, and and I was able to to do well after that. Talking to catcher Wilson Contreras, he is with us on KMOX. So you got your your first year under your belt with your new team, and the the team itself did not it did not go well. And we've yeah. we've talked to everybody uh, about that. W when you look back on the season, what can you take from it to help for this year? Uh, reflecting from last year, I think uh, we need to have an ownership of our actions. Um, because that, that's one, one thing that I think it failed last year. Um, we need to have fun. We, know we, didn't, we didn't have fun as a team as we're supposed to. We just carry over losses. Like uh, once you start losses, losing, you start getting over into the next day. That's one thing that I have to change this year. And uh, I've been talking to a few of my teammates about creating a good chemistry. Once the sprinter and start and have that foundation going into the season and keep it during the season. So we're talking about spending time on road games more than in the home games because we know that uh, at home we need, we have a lot of things to do. But uh, the more that we can spend time together, the, the better the chemistry is going to be. And that's one really important thing to if we're thinking of winning uh, World Series. Is it? I don't know if it's helpful or not, but do you talk to guys on the pitching staff throughout the winter? If you don't get to see them, do you have conversations? Yeah, we've, we've, I've been talking to a few of the guys. Um, they're being really good to me since I got here. Um, they, they're working super hard, which I know is, is normal for them, and uh, I'm really I'm really excited. And and uh, I can't wait to start working with Sonny Gray, Lance Lynn, and, and Kyle Gibson. That, 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 those are three good addi additions to to the team yeah what do you think of those guys uh i mean i face i think i face all of yeah i faced all of them and i didn't like him at all <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't fun facing them because uh sonny gray is we know that guy is is a really good pitching uh, it's really good pitcher and he has a really good pitching staff uh lance lynn we all know his mentality he, he don't care about who's who's he's facing 
he just go after you and Kyle Gibson is just a lot of ground balls. I hit a lot of ground balls against him, so I wasn't happy about with him. I, I can't wait to see the battery between the two of you, Lance Lynn and and, and you. Uh because you're both you both have that that fiery personality, which I, I told people when you when you came here, I said you're gonna love Wilson Contreras. You're gonna love him because it's the same kind of thing that Lynn is, that that passionate player. Yes, and I think that's something that not every player should have, but if you have it, just use it for yourself. And uh, it's just kind of uh, using your emotions in your in your favor. And that, that's one thing that I do. Uh, sometimes I do too much, but I feel like it helped me a lot, yeah. being myself. And uh, having you know, Lance Link with myself uh, as body mates is going to feel like when I had John Lackey, because John Lackey was the same guy. Or even worse than than, than Lansling, <laughs> but uh, I'm, I can't wait. I can't wait and, and to to start working with him. So uh, spring training coming up just a few weeks away. What sort of work are you doing between now and then? From now and then, I just uh, keeping my myself in a good shape, working out, and uh, um, really, I'm really really focused on uh, getting better at framing uh, because that's something that I want. It bothers me. It bothers me a lot because I I really never had somebody that that guide me through it and uh, this year uh, I found somebody that is gonna is gonna help me plus I have Jaddy on board too which is is a huge plus for me and uh, but yes I'm putting all my focus right now on framing and getting better at framing and uh, offensively wise working on my craft. It's it's a that's a big part of the game framing yes. framing pitches. Do you or, or uh, would you prefer it? If they ever go to an automated strike zone, I rather no. I rather stay traditional. I think it's just an art. Framing is an art, which I wish I could have. I understand it before, but now I understand why framing is. And framing helps the team and helps the pitching staff. So I'm looking forward to get better at it and and and, and just uh, just overall get better. See, that's noble of you because I'm a, as a fan, I hate umpires. And uh, I want him to stop blowing calls, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, sometimes it's getting to my nerve because, um, like, last year, Adam Wainwright was doubting pitchers down and away, down and in, and they're getting, they're getting balls. They were getting, like, balls. And, and then we had the other team throwing strikes out of the zone. I was like, oh, my God, I lost it. I lost I was against the Pirates, but... Uh, sometimes that happens, but I, I can't understand. I understand that uh, being on body is not easy, but they need, they need to get better. All right. Well, uh, try not to get thrown out this year, but if it has to happen, it has to happen. Yeah, know? I'm going to try to win myself in, <laughs> in the game. <laughs> and, uh, man, uh, the kids going to be uh, stick together. Let's stick together. Wilson, good to see you. Good luck this year, and thanks for stopping by. Thank you for having me here. That is catcher Wilson Contreras with us, and that will do it for us here from uh, winter warm-up at Cardinals Nation at Ballpark Village. The Dave Glover Show is coming up. They will be speaking to Daniel Descalso and Dylan Carlson. For Tom Ackerman, I'm Chris Ranji. This is KMOX. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone.
Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to level up your financial game? Let NerdWallet guide you with smart strategies for lasting success. Get savvy tax planning pointers to maximize your savings, money-saving travel tips for your next family getaway, and investing insights like how a 529 plan can help you send your kids to college. Unlock the key to saving to help you earn more money. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you in 2024. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.